whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hey guys, we are trying something new today for us. We are recording in the daytime instead of at night. Yes, I feel a lot better about this in the sense that I'm a lot more awake, but we realize it's Thursday and And our podcast is supposed to come out Saturday morning and I was like, Danny, are we recording tonight? And she's like, oh no, I have plans. And we realized we have plans tomorrow night and then you had plans Saturday morning. So we're like, well... Nap time today. Now or it never. Is. Yep. And I don't remember what I was going to say. I had something <laughs> I was going to say. <sighs> yeah, we are hoping that we don't get interrupted too much, but we may. Yep. There's lots of children running around, but the littlest ones are taking a nap. So hopefully that'll give us a few minutes of time. But So what do we want to talk about today? Well, we did open up for questions, mm-hmm. and I've done a really bad job at keeping up with that, except I did see... Yeah, someone posted someone. a question on our Facebook page asking something that I that don't we are trying to figure have out right answers now. to at all, but I feel like you're a little one step ahead of me in this area. But... By one step ahead of you, meaning still not nailed down of the answers. No, but I do feel like you're... I'm trying because I'm like two weeks ahead of you in pregnancy, so... Wait, what are you talking about? I'm talking about something totally different. (laughs) I'm talking about the person that asked us how we get our uh, vitamins and nutrients in pregnancy. Wait, who asked that and when? I don't know. I just saw it somewhere. (laughs) I am talking about the person who asked for suggestions of books (laughs) to handle. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. We were both talking (laughs) so confidently and neither of us. I'm talking about the person who asked about suggestions about handling the puberty stage for girls. Oh, geez. No, I don't feel... So that's what I mean by, like, you're one step ahead of me because your girls are older. Like, you're... I don't feel like... I mean, I should be one step ahead of you in that area. So that's what I thought we were talking about. No. But then... What I said, like you're two weeks weeks ahead of you in pregnancy. Well... So Jessica Mertz wanted to know about that. Oh, well, Jessica, we'll have to get back to you on that. Okay. Danny's not prepared for that today. I'm not even a little bit thinking that direction, even though I probably should be. Uh, All right. Well, I don't know the question you're referring to, obviously. I think that Shanna asked it. Shanna, did you ask this question? And if so, where did you ask it at? Okay. What's the question? Let me reorient my brain now. Something about... uh, How do we get nutrients and... We can't even figure out how to look at our page. (laughs) We're really professional. Hey, 100 100 people like our page now. Well, that's that's just special. That's a new thing that I've never seen 100 Mm -hmm. before. Oh, I see it. I see it. On the topic of pregnancy, what do you all do slash take vitamins slash mineral wise? Basically, how do you get what you can and what baby needs? Yes. I see that question. Shanna. There it is. Yeah, I was... Thanks, Shanna, for your question. We're trying to figure this out right now. Yes, and so you, when you said we're trying to figure this out, I'm thinking, are we? Have we? Ha- We've never even talked about the puberty stage of. I figured you knew what we were talking about when I. I said, did. That's why I was. This like, is a great picture to go with our topic when we had our. I thought we were going to answer this other question real quick. And, oh well. Okay, so we're here to talk. We're about... We're not doing the puberty question today, guys. We'll do that Maybe. when our kids go through puberty. <laughs> What we are going to talk about is how in pregnancy we're trying to figure out how to get all the nutrients we need. So I feel like we have to start with the foundation of we have to be very good stewards of our bodies in general, but especially when we're 
willing to allow God to give us as many kids as he sees fit. And we're not trying to control that in any way. And sometimes that can mean we have a lot of pregnancies. Sometimes that means you don't. But we want to help our bodies to be in the most prepared and the best. Well, the reality is God has allowed me to have eight pregnancies now and has allowed you to have seven pregnancies. Yes. Six. One miscarriage. Yes. And has allowed us to nurse multiple babies for years. So we at least know that because I'd say what you just said is true of where I'm at now, but definitely has not been my mentality or approach for the last 12 years. Yes. And has little by little shifted Mm -hmm. um, and is still, that's why I don't, that's why we're still trying to figure this out. You would, you would think, think on, we would have this figured out by pregnancy number six and or seven or whatever. But all of these pregnancies by now that we would have this down and know exactly what to do and exactly what kind of foods to eat. And I feel like people ask us this a lot of what diets to follow. And I feel like every pregnancy I've done something different and I've changed things and still don't feel confident in what I'm doing. That's similar to how I feel, but I do feel like my mentality and my foundational principle has changed of mm-hmm. uh, and really like you said we're to be good stewards of our body all the time right. and that's something that I don't think our culture takes to heart mm-hmm. I think when it the- when they do take that to heart quote unquote it's more of so you can get your body back so you can look, look yes. better after having Have a baby self so right it, that can't be our motivation body image of like we need to look better right after we have a baby so that we can why do we care about being healthy mm-hmm. well i think that our bodies i mean well starting back in the garden it, when sin entered the world that changed how 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 we can go on in our everyday lives because sin has ruined things and how our bodies can function isn't how God created it. And so because of that, um, there are things that we can be trying to do. That's clear as mud of (laughs) what, what is best for our bodies and how to help and nourish our bodies, knowing that sin is still there in that there's still going to be deficiencies and problems and struggles and food aversions and too many calories, too little calories, too many carbs, too little... Like, there's going to be all of those things that you have to try to figure out individually. Right. As a couple of, like, what is the best way for you to be eating? But ultimately, also, I think that as Christians, we'd point to a lot the idea that our body is a temple. Right. That we want to acknowledge that... I know that that verse gets taken out of context a lot, too, and it's more talking about from the standpoint of not, like, joining with in sexual immorality right. to others. But at the same time, we do understand that we want to be good stewards of our health mm-hmm. so that we are able to be workers for the kingdom right? and that we want to glorify God in the mm-hmm. things that we do, and that includes in the things we eat, in the things we drink, Mm -hmm. in the ways we take care of ourselves. And And I think naturally over time, as we get older, things do deteriorate and we do feel more tired and sag and (laughs) drag. So it definitely, it does, that's not bad for that to change. Like it's part of life and that's okay. We don't want to like pretend like things aren't changing and that we aren't getting older, but how, what are things that we can be doing to help care for our bodies the best so that we can be the mom's God's God, one God, (laughs) mom's God wants us to be. And, and we can not be using laziness or exhaustion or Well, and that goes back to, I think we've talked on other episodes before, too, where we can be even conscientious of these things and doing our best within our means Mm -hmm. and within our time and scope of everything. And we can still struggle with and deal with illness and pain and Mm -hmm. things that do 
hinder us from doing a job as a mom or wife that we would like to do or that we have Mm -hmm. in our heads is the perfect standard of... And I feel like that's where we have to come back to sin and what sin has done and the fact that it is not just by our own means that we, like, can muster up enough energy and strength to be super mom. But It's just that ongoing balance of... Needing to rely on the Lord, needing to trust his sovereignty over things, but that doesn't free us from the responsibility of trying to be honoring him and glorifying him. And that it can be tricky because like I just said, we all have, I mean, we have monetary budgets that we're working with. Time. We have time constraints. We have to prioritize. Different food allergies between people. Allergies. I know that for you. Swallowing pills is difficult. For me, I could swallow like 15 pills in one mouthful. And that sounds stupid, but it does make a difference. It it isn't as easy for you to do certain things as it might be like I just consumed some beef liver capsules. And I feel like for me, that doesn't feel like this daunting task to do Mm -hmm. where six capsules a day for you feels like... Yeah, it would take me forever to get those down. Yeah, and so... We're just all working within the constraints of our circumstances, and um, but wanting to really evaluate that mm-hmm. and think it through and prioritize it. Um, I think the struggle, one of the struggles for me is, and you too, but I probably make this worse for you, is like in the overanalyzing yes. aspect of things. Danny likes and, to overanalyze uh, things to death. It's really exhausting for everybody. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Where I'm like, well, I've been thinking about this and like sorting through what I think about it, but now you're just taking it to a whole new level. Yep. Because there, there is balances in our life that we have to like acknowledge, but we also... But I just get confused about which things to balance yeah. and then I get frustrated and then I want to just give up all of it mm-hmm. and be like, well, I just... We like to live in extremes. Danny more so than me. I know that, but once I get a a grasp on my balance, I'm usually Mm -hmm. pretty disciplined in being able to be balanced about things. It's just when I'm confused about how I'm prioritizing things, Yeah, I just get frustrated. And anyway, so that leads us to what are we doing right now to, we mentioned in our last episode that we had bought the book Real Food for Pregnancy by Lily Nichols. So I do think that just starting reading this book based on, you know, my view of nutrition, we, we just said earlier that nutrition has changed drastically, I think, for us over the years of pregnancies. Um, but I do feel like this is a even another step. I was thinking we were going to go read this book and and it would be easier than the brewer's diet, which is what we've done in pre- a couple of previous pregnancies. Not, not like, not like hardcore. hardcore but that's kind it's of the mind. Like a guideline. Yes, a loose guideline. The last two pregnancies, I'd say. Um, but reading this book, I'm like, oh, this is just gonna like not be as strict and free us up, and don't feel like that's <laughs> what it's doing, but. In some ways, I do, but... And I think this is one of those examples where, you know, five different people can read a paragraph in a book and mm-hmm. take it completely Even when ways. we've been reading this book, I yes. feel like we've taken it... Abby's like, well, but look at this area where it says, like, this. And I'm like, I felt like that was not giving me freedom at all. And she's like, I felt like it was totally giving us freedom for the whole first trimester to just yeah. eat whatever we can tolerate. And I'm like... Uh, well, that's not where I, where I landed with it, but yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I appreciate this book because she talks about traditional foods in different cultures that have been known to be beneficial in pregnancy, but then she actually breaks down what those different foods have in them as far as vitamins and minerals and things and why those things are beneficial when you are growing a baby, what things you're needing, how much extra protein you're needing, how much extra different mm-hmm. vitamins you're needing. We're sharing this book, so I haven't read any of that part yet, so you'll have to 
I haven't read it as in-depthly as I hope to. Um, but she's well-researched in a lot of these things. Um, but again, one of the things I have to constantly remind myself is that this is still one researcher's Mm -hmm. opinion and everyone even if they are trying to be neutral and unbiased and research and come up with what they think is the best at the end you're always going to at some point for whatever reasons you're going to start being biased towards Mm-hmm. one direction and there could be arguments for another side of it that you're not going to get in once they've formed basically their opinion mm-hmm. and their right decision of what they think is the most important and so how would you like everything. sum up her belief or philosophy after reading and skimming through this book <laughs> um I haven't read it thoroughly enough to know that I would give a complete summary of it. But I do think... So she really started out her research and she wrote her first book specifically for women who have gestational diabetes and wanting to come up with a good approach to diet to help Mm -hmm. control that and control insulin levels. And so she's very intent on that aspect. Not spiking insulin levels. Right. Like with carbs and things. Yes. So because of that, she definitely holds to the idea that carbs need to be more on the limited side. I wouldn't say she's like drastic. She thinks you should have carbs during Mm -hmm. your pregnancies, but that that should definitely be more of a treat Mm -hmm. and that you're getting carbs somewhat easily without needing to try as hard in our culture and our Mm -hmm. diets and just what's available to us Mm -hmm. and what we're used to eating. And that we need to be careful that when we do have different carbohydrates that we are balancing it out with healthy fats and with proteins Mm -hmm. and lots of leafy greens, which I agree with all of those things. It's just trying to figure out how to implement that into life. Mm -hmm. And especially when I do feel like the, she even talks about the first trimester is a time where a lot of people want more carbs than maybe they even typically eat or normally do. Right. Um, And I know that I've struggled through wanting carbs in the first trimester, but feeling like when I overeat carbs and don't balance it with fats and Mm -hmm. protein, that it does. I I do would say that in my experience, I tend to feel worse afterwards. I do think that there is a legitimacy to those insulin spikes mm-hmm. that happen from that and yeah. feeling even more nauseous and even more run down and things after mm-hmm. that. And so, um, but it doesn't necessarily just because you know that mm-hmm. logically make those cravings and that sounding the most appetizing right. just go away. Yeah. So, um, It becomes a balance of how often do you allow yourself to have what you are wanting? Mm -hmm. How often do you try to force yourself to eat something you don't really want? Um, I don't know. It just can be tricky to sort that all out. Mm -hmm. and Especially um, when, like, nothing even sounds good. Right. Like, you don't don't even want to Or things that sound good are, like, the only thing that sounds good right now is a donut. Mm -hmm. It's like... Great. And I feel like some people could argue like, well, then just make like healthy donuts. And it's like, well, that's a great idea, except I have eight children and, you know, maybe I have time to make a healthy donut. Maybe I don't, though, but maybe mm-hmm. all I really want is a Krispy Kreme. Right. Like maybe a healthy think- donut isn't even going to like touch the actual craving that right. I have because I'm wanting something so specific that. And I do feel like there is a level of like <clears throat> people. There is a side to which people are like, well, if the only thing you feel like you can get down right now is a donut, then, I mean, it's better than not eating anything, so eat a donut. 
And I, I understand that. I understand where that's coming from. But at the same time, I feel like that can perpetuate the problem. Right. Well, and that's hard because when we're sort of given that permission, so to speak, right. like, and we do follow that advice and we don't try to force ourselves mm-hmm. to eat things we don't want to eat, even if it's just a bite or two that we know is good for us and we right. know is helpful for us and we may really be a challenge to mm-hmm. get down, but that might perpetuate us feeling better. Right. And I understand, like, actual food aversions. Like, if I eat this broccoli right now, like, I'm going to throw up. Like, that happens, and I totally, like, I wouldn't say force yourself to eat the broccoli. Like, I, but I do think there is a difference between that and just, like, "Mm, broccoli doesn't really sound that good. Well, and there's a difference between the only thing that sounds good to me is this donut. That's the only thing I can think of eating. And the broccoli is the food aversion that I know I'm going to throw up if I even, like, get it near me. Okay, well, what about, like, some cheese? It right. doesn't sound good. I don't really want it. But uh, that gives I you could protein. M- make myself eat mm-hmm. three bites of it. And I could say no to the donut, even though I really, really, really want it. Right. But I'm going to make this choice. I'm not going to, like, force myself to eat something that I know is going to make me sick. But I'm also not just going to indulge in, like... Right. But then trying to b- figure out that, that time of when is it... Is it okay to indulge? And I think that's a question I'm still asking myself, not just in pregnancy, but in life in general. Mm -hmm. We are a culture that is indulgent all of the time. Right. There's sugar and sweets and junk and just... Anytime you want Emotional eating Mm -hmm. everywhere. So if we just base it on when I feel like it, well, especially in pregnancy, I feel like... You feel like eating the crap a lot, especially when you assume this idea of we kind of get a pass on it. Right. I mean, all the things that you hear from some people of like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you're eating for two or, oh, the baby wants that or, Mm -hmm. well, like, this is the time to, like, get all those pregnancy cravings in. Like, I think that's definitely something that was a subliminal message to me Mm -hmm. that you know, I didn't have anybody overtly encouraging that when I first got pregnant, but I definitely walked into my first pregnancy sort of thinking like, hmm, well, now I'm going to gain weight for a good reason. And so I can kind of eat other things too. And um, I will say that underlying in the mix of all of this for me though, is also the subliminal message I got. Well, I guess it wasn't subliminal. It was a very clear message I got with my first pregnancy from my doctor of her being concerned that I had gestational diabetes and because my baby was growing so big. That mm-hmm. was, she um, tested me for gestational diabetes three times and I never tested positive, but she did the one hour test and then I had to do the three hour test. Was your one hour test questionable or was it? Was it was like, it was on the line. It was okay. like one point below what the cutoff is or something. Okay. Um, I mean, she also hadn't really given me any guideline of what to eat or not eat. Right. And yeah. I am pretty sure I had probably had like a bowl of sugar cereal and I probably had ice cream the night before. So I wasn't like, yeah, definitely wasn't being careful about limiting my mm-hmm. sugar in any way at that point. Um, but it was like borderline to the point that she wanted to check later in pregnancy and did the three-hour test, which was totally fine. By that point, I had realized, like, oh, maybe I do need to be a little bit more careful about Mm -hmm. what I'm eating and not eat ice cream every single night. Yeah. And I um, cleaned up a lot of what I was eating throughout the day as well. Um, But I definitely definitely got the message of, like, you have to be really careful what you're eating by that point in Mm -hmm. my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've definitely carried that because all of my babies have been on the bigger side, I I think that that plays into this on a deeper level for me of just the idea of, like, are my babies just going to grow big? Is that just what happens? Or even though I haven't failed the gestational diabetes test according to their standards, is what I'm eating and how I'm eating playing a part into my baby's 
growing bigger. Mm -hmm. And is that something I know, you know, on one hand, it's like, oh, babies who are a big, healthy weight, like that's a good thing. And like uh, clearly your body can handle like birthing larger babies Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to be worried about. And why do you know? But at the same time, I do know that at the end of my last pregnancy, when I was past 41 weeks and knowing that my baby was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, there was an element of like, am I being unwise in just Mm -hmm. trusting that this baby is going to be born safely and well? Like, have I, have I been doing what I need to do to make sure that the baby is growing in the right way as far as, you know, so these are those areas where on one hand, I believe God created this process to work and to work well. You know, you hear all the time, your body's not going to grow a baby bigger than what you can birth. And I think that that's true. But we also acknowledge that there are things in the process that are tainted by the fall. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think diabetes, your body not being able to control your insulin levels Mm -hmm. well, was a part of how things perfectly go. And I do think we have responsibility in what we're eating to Mm -hmm. try to help maintain those things, especially when we know and understand the process of how things are working. So I think that's just this underlying thing for me of like trying to figure out like what should I be doing or not doing and should I care or not care and is it going to make a difference or not? Mm -hmm. And so that's been a tricky part of Mm -hmm. all of this for me. But yeah, I definitely don't. You are like trying to make your babies bigger. Yes. I do feel like, yeah, I don't have that problem at all. I don't necessarily feel like I have a problem the opposite direction. No, I don't feel like you grow like four pound babies or something. No, no. My last baby was like eight pounds, three ounces. and But it was like your big goal, your whole pregnancy to to have an eight eight pound pound baby. Yes. Yeah. In hopes that they would nurse better. (laughs) Well. Well, yeah. So now I'm just like, whatever. I don't care what size my baby is. Um, But I do feel like there's other aspects of diet and nutrition that God has been like challenging and convicting me more on this time than other times. And that's definitely in the area of what I consume as far as like vegetables and greens and things like that. Thankfully, I don't have a food aversion to eggs this time. Sometimes I do, and that's always such a bummer because I feel like eggs are really beneficial. But eggs have so many of the things that you need, and yes. they're so easy to make in different ways and usually quick to make. Yes. And so I feel like when you can eat them, eating eggs every day in some way, shape, or form is a good like starting point, and it really sucks when you have a food aversion to eggs, but thankfully not this time. So I've been totally fine eating eggs every day and um, have been drinking green juice that I've been juicing which every I'm day, which is a huge... So proud of you. Really, it came out of like <laughs> my husband doing a yeah. juicing cleanse diet thing and making so much juice for him that I just got more comfortable with like juicing and like... You tried trying it. the juice and being okay with it. And so knowing that that's something that I am probably deficient in in many ways because I've never been someone who loves vegetables and eats a lot of them. Definitely have come a long way in that over the years for sure um, and like more vegetables now. But I think that it's something my body is definitely needing and I can feel that like even yesterday I was like laying in bed thinking like, I just want some broccoli. Like that's all I wanted. People. This is, yeah, This I is know. a whole new Abby Schweitzer. It's true. <clears throat> when I met you. Yep. I think you ate, well, we were just talking about it the other day. Yeah. You ate peas and green beans. That's it. Only. And corn, which isn't really a vegetable, but to me it was at the time. <laughs> and when I, I think carrots were kind of carrots were easy, fine. like you you ate those pretty easily. Mm-hmm. When I started steaming broccoli and carrots on a regular basis and making you try broccoli, it wasn't your favorite thing mm-hmm. at first. No. But you've gotten to the point where I think you would actually say you like it. Yeah, I, de- I definitely like it. I've been making it 
also like every day for lunch and I've been having it almost every day for dinner and yeah I definitely like broccoli and I think that's one of those things that if you aren't pregnant but you think you might get pregnant and you struggle with eating some of these things Mm -hmm. I do think that there is something to forcing yourself to eat things when you don't like them yes until you like them I think it really is a real thing. And I think that's also why doing the green juice, like juicing and drinking green juice every day felt like this. Did I start it before I got pregnant or? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I did it in the the mindset of I want to force, I want to get used to this so much that it doesn't even, isn't a struggle even if I'm nauseous to drink it. Right. So in doing that, so the juice is like kale, spinach, Cucumber, celery, ginger, lemon. Like half apple? Yeah, apple. I think that's it. All of it. So I've been juicing that and drinking it every day. And now, even yesterday, like one of my most nauseous days, I juiced and drank the juice when I felt the most nauseous during the day and I felt like I could get it down fine. I didn't want to drink it. But it wasn't this like... I feel like you had... Gotten rid of the mental roadblock of, yes. like, I don't like that. I can't drink that. Right. Where yeah. that was sort of what you thought of green juice before. Yeah. And so to start that when you're already right. not feeling well, you're like, well, why am I going to try? Yeah. And I've acknowledged and still acknowledge that a week from now, I might not be able to get it down. And that's fine. But I'm choosing to drink it every single day that I can get it down and not use the excuse of, like, well, I might feel too sick eventually. So. Right. So, yeah. Do you think, I mean, I guess we don't really know. It's really kind of crazy how much you don't remember about life, past pregnancy. <laughs> well, no, even for me, you, you're always like, oh, you have such a good memory. But I find myself with different pregnancies feeling like, kind of like we talked about at the beginning, I, like I'm doing this all for the first time Mm -hmm. obviously I know it's not for the first time and obviously there's things that feel very familiar and are like oh yes yes." but there's so many things that I'm like oh I had totally forgotten about this or is this normal or Mm -hmm. did I really feel this good and then this bad all in one day every time Mm -hmm. you know yeah Uh, so it's kind of funny I was going to ask you if you felt like the green juice was I think that's what's hard. Based on what I feel like I can remember, I remember feeling sick, like, right as I get a positive pregnancy test, which is usually before I even miss my period. So the fact that I'll be, well, when you're listening to this, I'll be about six weeks and you'll be eight. And and I'm so far, I mean, I have definitely afternoons and evenings. I feel nauseous, Mm -hmm. like, for sure. And I'm definitely tired. Like, I have symptoms, but I don't feel like they're anywhere near they have been in previous pregnancies, mm-hmm. especially with my last pregnancy. So maybe it's just it hasn't hit full blown yet and it will by next week. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't feel like I'm, you know, about to th- like actually throw up really thus far. I mean, there's definitely moments of mouth watering, like, oh, yeah. I actually might throw up. Last night when I was at your house after we had dinner, I'm like, oh, I might actually throw up. But I feel like for the most part, I'm been doing okay. So I don't know if it has to do with how I'm e- eating slash drinking differently or I also cut out coffee, which is a huge shift for me. That's Never something I cut out when I'm pregnant ever. Um, I've been drinking pregnancy tea that we made um, almost every day. So the pregnancy tea that we have been drinking has alfalfa. What is that good for? <laughs> Do you remember any of this? Alfalfa has a lot of, I don't think it's in the book. It's got um, oh. A lot of vitamins. Can't Great. remember which mm-hmm. ones. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, what else does it have in it? Oat straw. Mm-hmm. It has red raspberry leaf, which is controversial of whether you should 
consume it in the first trimester or not. I've never noticed it giving me any symptoms in any trimester I've drink I've had it to drink. Yeah. So I feel comfortable knowing my body and how it seems to react to it. Mm-hmm. That I feel fine taking it, but that's something that you may want to look into and decide for yourself if you make this. It definitely has um, lots of benefits in it, yes. but you might want to But wait. a lot of people will wait until the second and third trimester to add it. Mm-hmm. Um, nettle leaf. Yep, nettle leaf. It's used to strengthen and tone the entire system. And lemon balm. Lemon balm, yes. Nettle also is good in vitamin C, iron, calcium, zinc. <clears throat> um, and then we add a tea called blueberry wild child. Which is just for the... Well, it's got other some, other things in it. Yeah, it's um, it's got hibiscus in it and elderberries, which have a lot of antioxidants. Um, the oat straw is rich in calcium and magnesium. Was it the alfalfa you were trying to? Yeah, well, that does that have a lot of B vitamins? It helps to support the thyroid, um, and it's thought to ease morning sickness. So oh. alfalfa is. Um, and like uh, nettle and raspberry leaf, um, it's also rich in vitamin K, okay. which helps circulation and blood clotting. Um, low vitamin K levels is why people bleed and hemorrhage after birth sometimes. So that's also helpful for that. Um, there's also rose hip in the... Mm-hmm. Blueberry wild child tea that has, um, I think that's high in vitamin C. Yeah, that's vitamin C. And um, helps with iron. So, anyway, there's a recipe. We'll post the recipe. link to the recipe that we. We made. ordered most of all of them from Amazon, Amazon, all of the different herbs, and we just kind of mixed them together and then do an infusion. Instead of just making like a cup of tea, you do an infusion by mixing um, a quart of boiling water with a fourth a cup of the blend of all the herbs, and then you let it sit for overnight overnight for eight hours or so, and then and strain out the strain it, and then drink it. I think it's great cold. I don't put anything in it. Yeah, I like it. I like it cold better than room temperature. Yeah, and I feel like some people put almond milk or something in it but i don't feel like especially with the blueberry wild child i yes feel like there's plenty of sometimes i have been adding because you suggested ginger cutting up ginger and adding it in with the herbs and letting that sit my last batch yesterday i made was a little bit too much ginger <laughs> i could like not even drink it it was how many so, little circles of ginger did you put in i would say like this big chunks but, like, how thick of chunks? Like are... this thick. Okay. Like eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, what? In a quart? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So the first day, I mean, I put, like, Pretty. two and was like, I could barely taste the ginger, so I'm going to up that. Well. I upped it a lot. This is Abby's Abby's <laughs> estimation of things is usually either really high or really low, yeah. so it's not super surprising. No, I need, but... Yeah. So Somewhere right in the middle, maybe didn't like get to drink three it or four might be good. Yeah, I didn't drink much. I drank half of it still, but it was like so spicy that I was yeah. like, oh no. <laughs> so I added only three of them to, to my one that's oh, okay. brewing right now. So I think that'll be the perfect amount. <laughs> so. Um, so that's one thing we're doing to try, which I've never done this faithfully. I've... I did it last pregnancy, but not every single day. I drank it mostly in the middle to end of the pregnancy. I was going to say, did you even, you probably didn't even start it until no, I didn't. partway through. Ha- at least halfway through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only had it maybe very occasionally during any of my pregnancies, not mm-hmm. regularly at all. Um, I'm also trying to juice and do green juice. I don't know that I've been as dedicated to it as you have been but you have been kind of and made it for me a couple of times and I am trying to be more mindful of it and do it more regularly Um, I do feel like there is a level of like I drink it if someone brought it to me on the couch but to like get up and cut up like stuff and wash it well and then I also know that 
it would be Chip's preference that I juice for our kids, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of juicing and a lot of kids. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm already juicing for me, yes. then I feel yes. like I'm juicing for them. And yeah. so it feels like an even bigger undertaking, which I know I don't yeah. have to, but it does. I mean, once yeah. I'm doing it, it's like. I'm That's why I've offered to you a couple times to make it because I'm like, I know I'm making it for myself. It's not really much extra work for me to just make you some. Right. And it feels more motivating to me to actually do it when I think of it, if I know I'm making you some too. Oh, so yeah. that's super sweet. Um, then like I mentioned before, um, one of the things in this book that, uh, she's a big, big advocate of is adding liver to your diet. Um, this is probably one of those things like we were talking about that maybe, maybe if I experimented and tried and figured out how to like and mm-hmm. eat liver and have it be a normal thing when I wasn't right in the first trimester of pregnancy yeah then maybe I could carry it over I mean even that does not at this point and I know like I'm sure it's just these like misconceived notions of it just sounds gross to me mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure if I grew up eating it, I wouldn't think anything of it, but I didn't. Um, But basically, um, let's see. She starts out her liver section with, Many people have described liver as nature's multivitamin, a well-deserved nickname if you ask me. It is the only major dietary source of choline besides eggs. And it happens to be rich in almost every other vitamin and mineral that modern nutrition science has identified so far. So she really, really recommends getting liver um, into your diet, which seems really difficult. But for me, I don't have a problem swallowing um, pills and mm-hmm. there are liver in capsule form that you can. How would you say the nutrients differ in like? Obviously, it would be better for you to just eat liver, right? I'd say um, probably to some degree in the sense that anything in its natural state is going to have the all the fats and mm-hmm. just all of those things proportioned yeah. correctly for your body to absorb it the best and digest it the best, whatever. A friend of mine but, cut up liver in like really small pieces and then froze them so that she could just like swallow it whole frozen. Do you think you could do that? Mm-hmm. I'm asking you not because I think I can. I just. Do you think I could do it? Yes. Would I? I would have to, to really like. I feel like the amount of not wanting to do it mm-hmm. that I'd have to overcome to actually go and purchase it and cut it up and freeze it and mm-hmm. then take it mm-hmm. feels like that would be the hurdle I'd have. Yeah. If somebody showed up with frozen beef liver in like little chunks and like said, here, swallow this, I could swallow it. Like I could do that. But. Yeah. The actual, like, especially when I can buy it in capsule form, which I know might not be quite as good, but I do think it's potentially better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me, what are, like, the top couple of things you feel like you're trying to focus on now that maybe you haven't before? Like, summarize. I think the biggest thing that lies ahead of me in the next couple of weeks that I need to figure out is I need to get a better grasp on what my normal carb intake is. Mm-hmm. Have you been tracking? Like, okay. I know I need to and I want to, but it it's amazing how keeping like food logs and like yeah. entering into things. Yeah. It I've really done it is, only two days. It's really time consuming yeah. and um, it's not an excuse not to do it, but it, I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then try to evaluate 
what I can allow. I think that I think that I'm like so nervous about carbs right now that I'm probably not getting enough carbs mm. because I feel like every single time I have the option in front of me of eating carbs or not, in in a very like. Uh, I mean, I'm eating carbs still. I'm eating fruit. I'm mm-hmm, eating, mm-hmm. but when I have the option of like eating a piece of bread or not, yeah, I feel like nine out of ten times I'm not eating it or rice mm-hmm. or potatoes or I feel like I'm, and I don't think I need to be that extreme, but I feel like because I don't know mm-hmm. what I when I can say yes and no and how much I need, it's easier for just me to just be like, well, I'm not gonna have yeah. that right now. I'm and so I'd like to get a better balance so that I know I have been eating um toast occasionally with eggs. Mm-hmm. Um I don't feel like that's a problem. I'm mm-hmm. eating like organic twenty one grain bread. Yeah. Um and so I'm not like being psycho, but I'm on the edge of being psycho, I mm-hmm. feel like. So I'd like to get a better grasp, though. But it feels like what I really want to do, like what, what my feelings are like, is that I just want to eat as much bread and potatoes <laughs> and things as I mm-hmm. Like, that's what sounds delicious right now. And so that's, like, we've been talking about yeah. figuring out that balance is. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm drinking the tea, trying to do the green juice. I, I did order a prenatal vitamin that I, I don't know. I struggle through, like, if I'm doing all these other things, how much do I really need, like, an extra vitamin and mm-hmm. spending the money on that. And yeah, um, that's basically what it comes down to for me is the extra money, like, but also I think what has prompted me to buy, I, I actually haven't taken an actual prenatal. I did it most of the, my pregnancy with Deke and I think I did part of my pregnancy with Archer, but not the whole time. Um, kind of out of that mindset of like, well, I'm really focusing on getting all these nutrients through my food. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a waste of money to be swallowing an extra pill f- for yeah. more. But I've, for whatever reason, had this really strong feeling this time of recognizing, I think it's just felt stronger to me of, okay, I've now been pregnant or nursing or both for the past 13 years. Mm -hmm. And... Pregnancy takes extra nutrients, but nursing also, I think that's the nursing part. Like I never really focus well Mm -hmm. on like all these extra nutrients my body needs also while I'm nursing. So it's like, I will do, be really focused and do a good job during pregnancy, Mm -hmm. but then I have the baby and I kind of keep doing some of the stuff, but then it sort of tapers off and it's not like I eat like a total junk diet or anything but I'm definitely not focused on some of these like extra vitamin D and extra iron iron and things like that that I feel like you do continue to need when Mm -hmm. you're nursing and so my body is like using up I'm not like storing up and having this like great baseline when I start pregnancy so the reality is right now I'm coming into it barely with enough of the nutrients I need. And Mm -hmm. then I'm still nursing and I'm pregnant. And the reality is this might not be my last pregnancy. And so Mm -hmm. how, if if I'm not like really focusing on being extra intentional about trying to get these things in and not be depleted um, so that I can like keep going forward in the future, not starting out at this like, rock bottom place and mm-hmm. be trying to catch up all the time. I think that's why I'm like, okay, so an extra prenatal vitamin isn't going to sky. I don't feel like I'm getting so much of all of these things right. that yes. it's going to like skyrocket me like over to where I'm getting like way too much of anything. When I look at the numbers, I'm like this prenatal vitamin, it does not like mm-hmm. you're getting like 
33% of what you're supposed to be getting of this thing right. and like 48% of, you know, it's yeah. not like, oh, if you just take this, then you can eat whatever you want and you've mm-hmm. still got all of what you need. And so that's kind of where I'm at with that. You're focusing on trying to do your green juice as long as you can every day. Tea and I, I do really want to stay active. We <clears throat> haven't really talked much about this yet and maybe we'll in another episode, but... I do, yes. Wanting to figure out what that looks like and practically how to do that and what's realistic and what's best for my family and also, you know, just balancing that all out. Um, So I think I'm definitely trying to focus on what I'm eating. And I I do feel like I'm making better choices as far as limiting carbs. Well, Um, you've also are gluten free this pregnancy. Yes, I've never been gluten free. You know that that's something your body struggles with when Mm -hmm. you have it. But usually I just give myself a pass in the first trimester and then it seeps over into the whole pregnancy of like, oh, I can just eat whatever bread and but I'm staying gluten free and I have been limiting grains a lot. And I feel like my carb intake is definitely well, I feel like it's a good balance. I feel like it's not overindulgent. It's not too low. Um, so doing that, and I've been contemplating other, trying to figure out what supplements and what things I should do, knowing that I feel like I have very limited, limited ability in swallowing pills, and so I only can like, I only can take on so much because I can't have like, like the one thing like, that you try do to do. I do the gummy prenatal so I can do beef liver capsules <laughs> or you know so yeah swallowing pills has just always been really hard for me so trying to just still figure that out and get a game plan for that so anyway I hope this gave you some insight into what our minds are working through in this area and um some resources that you can look into and yeah that's about all we've got today (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye